Amanda? Yes. Matt Warren. How are you? Nice to meet you. Um, so I guess we'll go to the boardroom because my no problem. office is kind of small. So it was like a, a rush of patients that came in and I was like, Gee, I just wanted to know that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'm on top. No. I um I forgot another employee had me meet with him this morning. So I just happened to call over and I was like, Hey, I'm right here. Um there's oh. a gentleman coming. She's like, Oh, he's here. Uh, okay. <laughs> no problem. No, it's, it's great. I was just riding by the other day, and I, I had a solar business prior to this, and I, I was really intrigued by the solar system. I was like, Let me just stop in there and introduce myself. Yeah, we've had them. Um, it's huge. About a year now, I think. It's gorgeous. So, um, did you guys install it with the new building? Um, no, the building's been here uh -huh. for oh gosh, fifteen years or so. Really? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, it was a lot of work and they were there out here doing it. Sure. Thank you. It says a seven. Sometimes, you know. This is nice. Yeah, so I... I just, uh, like I mentioned, when I was, uh, you know, I, I had a solar business for five years, and when I was doing the solar, I realized that half of the power bill is just the, the cooling and heating of the building. Mm -hmm. And so that, that really got me into learning more about this industry. And I don't know how much you know about Total Comfort. Uh, Not a whole lot. We have been in business since 1976, and uh, in 1989, we got a franchise called Link Service. Mm -hmm. And the benefit of that is that just like if you were to get a, a Chick-fil-A franchise, it comes with all the recipes and all the processes and procedures. We've got all of the processes and procedures for the service side of our business, which is the core of our business. Uh, but we are in, uh, Columbia is where I'm out of, uh, but we're in Charleston and Greenville and Augusta, Charlotte. Uh, okay. So we're covering the whole state, Florence as well. Uh, we maintain about 800 buildings and got about 16 million dollars in service agreements oh, in the area trying to maintain the hvac systems that's just a little bit about us just to try to give you a feel of, uh, but tell me about you and your role here um, what's top of mind for you for the next well, six I've months or so here for six years last week um i started in what was considered our phone booth with myself and another young lady just I'm just picking up phones all day long. Um, I was actually Is that the call center I saw right here? Really? Nice. Um, I was actually a kindergarten teacher before I came here. Nice. And it was supposed to be just, I wanted something to do during the summertime because my children were growing, you know, they didn't need mama every day. And um, so I came during the summertime and I said, look, I'm just, you know, just want something for summertime to fill my time while I don't have anything else to do. Sure. She was like, okay, I got a position in the phone booth. I was like, okay, yeah. In the phone booth. Yeah, I worked for a little month or so. And um, what I said, hey, you know, time to go out and get my classroom ready and sure. orientations and all that stuff. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Um, well, I have to sign a contract next week with the school, you know, because you have to renew your contract every year. And she was like, well, do they offer you this kind of insurance? Do they offer you this kind of salary? Do they offer you this? And I'm like, no, it's a small private school. <laughs> and she's like, well, this is what I'm offering. Can you stay with me? And I'm like, 
Well, you don't want to talk to my husband, you know, because I, I really like being in education, but um, I went and talked to him and he said, you know, it's going to be better, it's year round, it's, mm-hmm. you know, better benefits and things like that. So I ended up obviously coming here um, about eight months into it. I went into the billing office and then I think I was in billing for about four to six months and did, I started doing the financials for the practice. Nice. Um, still do those. And then I became the, I was actually over the call center as the call center manager. And then, um, Cause you got all that nice experience. Oh yeah. Hands on experience. <laughs> and then, um, they came to me and said, we'd like for you to become a practice manager. And I was like, okay. And so I found someone, which she's great to fill that role. Sure. Um, and then so the practice manager is over what location or over like, so I'm over this location and our Chester location. Right, I saw um, that. And I'm fixing to take over our Winsboro location as well. Um, we have... Austin's five, currently doing that? Is it? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, we have five um, practice managers right now. Um, but he's going to be, I think we're going to be kind of switching around because we've got one that's switching to another role. Um, and then coming with practice manager, I used to say, well, the only thing I haven't done this practice is clinic and allergy, but I've now do that. On Mondays, I'm in scrubs and in clinic. And, really? Yep. And um, if they need help giving shots up here, I go and give allergy shots. So give I've shots officially now. done every job <laughs> in this practice. You know, as a, as a kid, I had to get two allergy shots every week mm-hmm. and, and in my arms. It was allergic to shellfish and horses and, and some molds in the grasses and things, you know, it's just like, it's real. <laughs> it's a, it really helped me though, because I don't take, I don't have to do it now. Yeah. I just stay away from shellfish, because I know that, that that could be bad. And these poor kids, they're so small. And they come in here, it's like and they're like, <gasps> it's a big deal. And I'm like, here's a sucker, here's a sticker, here's another sucker. You want the, the whole roll, you want the whole roll of stickers? And their moms are there going, I love it. Right. I'm like, I feel bad. She's like, are you going to do this every week? I said, sure. Every week. <laughs> I'll just go to Walmart and buy, you know, feed you, like, whatever. Poor thing. So you actually help with all the roles. Well, I, I know this is probably not a normal meeting that you get, but I, and I don't know if you're the right person, and you feel free to point me in the right direction, but I just wanted to start the conversation about and you just have a conversation about your building and your buildings that you are over. Um, are you having any kind of issues with cooling and heating? Are, are, are they working right? Are the humidity levels right? Just wanted to start the conversation, and if, it's, if there's no fit there, there, I can go on down the road. But. So we, um, you know, obviously are Kershaw County, so we're a small, you know, town. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and we have our local heating and air that come in. Everybody does. Powers and Gregory. And here lately, every summer we have to get them to come out to do something with the air. Mm. Um, and then... What do you mean do something with the air? We'll come in, it's just not working. Hmm. They've got to come in and put part on, do some Freon or do something. I don't know if it's just this systems are old or what we need, but it seems every year somebody's air is breaking. This summer... It has literally been every week I'm calling them. Really? To the point when I call, they now know my cell phone number. And she picks it up and she's like, hey, Amanda, where's broken today? Oh, gosh. And I'm like, all right, well, 
call center. It's here. Um, last week we had a leak. We came in over the long weekend and we had a leak over there on the other side of the building and it had wet one of our tiles and then the tile was falling through. And your handler had a so clog of drain. And I'm like, you know, can you come look at it? And he's like, yeah, I think that drip pan's getting full. And he said, I guess I'm going to have to go up there and look at it. And I was like, you think? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, I think you need this part. So we're going to have to cut that off. And I'm like, I finally told him, I said, do you know I work with a bunch of hormonal women? Uh, I was like, and they get hot, they get angry, and they get fussy. I said, and you're not here. They're going to get angry and fussy with me. I said, and then I'm going to get angry and fussy with you. Right. Not to mention all the patients that might not want to come back because it's hot. Right. I mean, we have some come in, and they're like, it is extremely hot. Like, our clinic rooms, Mm. they're like, it's extremely hot in here to the point they're having to open the door until the physician comes in. We call that customer experience. Yeah. And then... (laughs) It goes from one extreme to the next because then the next day it's so freezing cold in there they're like do y'all have blankets and we're like no you know um you don't know which thermostats control what because there's a thermostat in here there's a thermostat in that room mm-hmm. there's a thermostat in a room over there there's a i mean it's it, they're all over the place so did you so it's a 15 year old building it looks brand new it's beautiful did you guys Build it 15 mm-hmm. years ago? Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, so we actually used to be on number one in West Lottery, um, and then they built this one. Okay. And then we've got one room downstairs. Um, that's actually what she was meeting with me about this morning because she said, I've got four fans running in here. And do you feel how hot it is? I was like, yep, I'm going to call them today. Um, which so I've already had them come out, and they said now that they think we need What a, room is that? It's the triage room downstairs. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it's actually the room I started in and I told her I, I remember when I was in there you wore a jacket and long pants year round because you stayed so cold mm-hmm. now I mean it literally hits you in the face like a sauna and I had him come out two weeks ago because I was on vacation last week and he said that I needed a sensor in that room because it wasn't kicking on something mm. I said okay can you get me one ordered as soon as possible Yep, I can get it. Well, then we had another gentleman come out, which was actually the owner of the company. He's like, yeah, you don't have any air coming through there. Yeah, I know. That's why we told the gentleman to order a part two weeks ago. He said, I'm going to track this down. So he goes down, he's opening tiles, and he says, well, I think we can tee off of this one and go into here and put this pipe into that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Whoa. Really? Yeah. He said, do y'all really need the air in this hallway? I said, I need air everywhere. <laughs> and I said, and one of these hallways links to my office. Ooh. And I said, I'm going to be ready, but I get angry when I get hot. Yes. And he said, well, I was just saying, you know, I mean, if you have these doors open, you don't really need air in the hallway. No, he, he did Because I can just cut this off and put that straight to that room and she'd have air. And I'm like. Wow. Yeah. I said, okay. Well, just just please get her some air. I don't care what you have to do. Because she literally has four fans running in there. Mm. To stay cool. So, th- this is great. Th- there's a lot of information. Did you, do you have, well, first of all, do you guys own all of the locations? Because it, it looked like 
Irma, Lexington, you guys might lease out of there. So, Chester, you might lease out of there. Yep. So Chester and Winsboro, we lease. Um, those are from the local hospitals. Those are from. Right. Um, let's see. Look, look, downtown. Downtown, we lease right now, we but lease. we are currently yeah. building a downtown office. Should be done twenty twenty three, I believe. Um. So we own Lugolf. Northeast, Hartsville. Orangeburg, probably. Orangeburg, we lease. Okay. So, Orangeburg, we lease. Lexington, we lease. Irmo, we lease. Chester, Winsboro. I figured that you owned the Northeast. Mm hmm. Figured that you owned the Lugolf, that you owned the Sumter, and that you owned Hartsville. We do own Sumter as well. Okay. And Just by the look of the pictures, it looked like you mm -hmm. probably owned them. And the reason why I ask is because that a lot of what I'm going to talk about is it helps with the equipment longevity. Mm -hmm. Like if we do the proper preventative maintenance, not only will it cut out all of these need for fans and rewiring and reducting things, it's probably just not being taken care of to begin with properly yeah. with proper preventative maintenance. Because I've got one downstairs that leaks all the time, and he comes in, he's right. like, well, I guess i got to empty that pan again. I'm like, well, it, there's a drain like, <laughs> condensate line that yeah, it just gets clogged. And I'm thinking, normally know, once a quarter. Coming through and right. doing filters, doing you know, all this kind of stuff. Clean the coils, yeah. clean the drain lines once a quarter, clean out, put little, yeah. So all of those things are things that I want to talk about. But normally, if people rent from a place, the landlord owns the equipment and they don't really have a need to make it last for 20 more years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about the short-term budget. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the least expensive we can get by because it's not our building. It's right. that mindset. So to, to start, maybe we start with one building and, and, and talk about one as a model and then maybe look at the other buildings because all, all, the, all these buildings we can take care of because they're all in our territory. Right. But I don't want to outstretch things and start talking about buildings that are being leased if it's not right in the interest of you guys to look after that equipment that yeah, like supposed to be is set up similar similar to this one matter of fact sure it's it is. built kind of off of this one um look beautiful Hartsville is similar to this one it's a two-story um mm -hmm. I don't think the Charleston Storm issues had any issues out there with our air, but um, Where? we just recently. Oh, Charleston. Mm -hmm, um, we just recently started um, being back in that building. We used to just lease out the top of it, and we didn't use the bottom half, but we just started being back in the bottom half. So, being the the, the practice manager, do you get to see the power bills, and do you know? Like, do you, I used that go to, to, but we now have an accounts payable. Okay. So I turned some of that over to her because I had all that on my plate and I was like, you, you gotta take something. <laughs> so. Well, we can come back to that, but normally I'd uh, like to get the last 13 months of power bills. And I know you guys are on solar, so that'll look kind of neat to see what you're making and what you're using, but also knowing that we can clean the coils correctly once a quarter, that cuts down on 30%, you know, 10 to 30% of what you're spending on, on those units because like I told you at the very beginning, half of the power bill is just the cooling mm -hmm. and heating part of it. So 
Uh, that's just something that we'd like to look at. Uh, we always do this, uh, what we call an energy benchmark. Okay. We like to benchmark the building. Uh, what we do is we compare it, like this was a YMCA. Uh, we, we take the square footage, the property use, like we'll compare churches against churches, uh, office space against office space. But it, it really is neat because we could tell, okay, where are they in, in the realm of building performance? Uh, are they very efficient or are there things that we can do to, to try to help that building? And then you can see here, we know that they're spending $45,000 a year on HVAC system. Um, and if we can shave off 10% of that by cleaning the coils properly. and Because what happens is if those, if those units have to work overtime because they're not being cleaned properly and, and they can't breathe, then they're just pulling so much extra power. And mm -hmm. it, it just, it kind of snowballs. Not only do you start having issues with leaks and <laughs> people complaining because they're not comfortable, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, it also runs up the bill. So would that be something that you might be interested in for this building just to see how it compares? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that there's a lot that we could improve. It, you know, maybe we work with, what was the person's name that handles the bills? Um, so it's actually going to be Pam Kirby okay. that you would speak with or um, Clayton Meisner. She's the executive director. Mm -hmm. Right, okay. And then Clayton is our um, director of operations. Is he out of here? Is he out of this location? Or is he He's out actually out of Irma. Irma? Okay, nice. Him and Pam both are out of Irma. Okay. I grew up in Irma. <laughs> Very good. Um, so that that's just one little tool there that we like to use. But uh, this is it's just something I wanted to show you. That's our that's our franchise. It's called Link Service. Um, and I'll be quick. I know you got a lot going on today, but uh, a lot of the challenges that we're seeing are the increased energy cost. I know downtown Camden they're having crazy. Energy prices going up and yeah. up and up. My power bill just went from three hundred dollars, which is a good, to six hundred and seventy-two. Do you live in Camden? Mm -hmm. Really? So I just hit a nerve. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Uh, well, I, I was meeting with the lady that was the uh, general manager for Kimbrels downtown there, and she was just going off about the power bill. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Uh, Fuel surcharge. And then I think they did a 10 to 12% increase on the energy part of it too. I called them and I'm like, do you, th this is a house payment. Mm. This is a car payment. Right, for power bill. Hey, I mean, <laughs> I have, I, I'm 38 years old and my house, in, I have a house in five acres and they're both paid off. My cars are all paid off. Mm -hmm. And I told that lady, I said, I have a daughter who's starting her senior year of school. She'll be going to college next year. I said, I'm going to have to dip into her college fund just to pay for power at the house. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and she was like, I know. It's a real problem. And, and I was like, you know, are you guys doing anything about this? Or are you not? And she was like, no, we're not. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's a monopoly. You can't do anything. I said, that, just keep paying your bill. Yeah. She was like, I'm so we'll sorry. We'll keep the lights on. <laughs> she said, you can apply. Um, what did you tell me? She said, you can apply for assistance through the... Um, community building downtown. I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to apply for assistance. I can pay my bills. Right. I'm not going to apply for assistance for power that you guys are 
doing this outrageous surcharge. Literally 300 and something of my bill was fuel surcharge. Oh my gosh. I said, that's ridiculous. You have doubled my bill. Because of the surcharge? Yeah. I don't know how they got away with it. And I, I said, I, I just don't understand this. She said, honey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm going to tell you like I used to tell my children when they were growing up. I accept your apology. I appreciate your apology. Mm. But when you apologize for something and you continue to do the behavior, mm. it's no longer an apology. It's now a learned behavior. I love that. You, you, you were probably a really good teacher. <laughs> and she was like, I like that. And I said, okay. So how many times have you said you're sorry today? Oh, my god. She said, oh, I've lost count. I said, then it's now become a learned behavior. Mm. My husband's out there going. Oh, yeah, she's getting schooled on. And I'm like, I said, you know, are y'all hiring? Mm. She said, well, we are. For, I said, for anything that's going to do with any of these bills, I said, because I'm, I'm going to put an application in and to speak with these people because that's the last thing I'm going to do is tell them I'm sorry. Right. And then I called Fairfield. No, not Fairfield. Black River, I think. I called them and I said, can you come service my address? Oh, yeah, we can do that. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, I actually just purchased modular home, and it's being brought out to my land. Can you come put the new poles up? Yeah, we can. I said, okay. So what do I have to do? Well, you're right there on the line. Do you, who do you currently have? And I said, city of Camden. She said, oh, no, ma'am, we can't touch your property. She said, they've already established lines. We can't touch you. Mm. I said, what if I go out there and dig them up? <laughs> Like, push them over? Yeah. <laughs> I told them that because we already had two meters set up on our property. Uh, and um, I, my husband called yesterday and said, we just want the meter box moved. Mm. Oh, well, that'll be about $400 to have it moved. He said, are you kidding me? He said, yeah, it's, it's going to be about 400 He said, okay, well, how do I go about getting that done or... He's like, well, I can tell you, we can come out there and cut the lines to it, and you can move it yourself. He said, okay, can you come cut the lines? Yeah, we'll be about there in a minute. Literally came out there and snipped the lines and left. Really? So, so he's currently at home digging up the meter box to move. Wow. So this is live. This is happening live. <laughs> Electric is not my favorite. No, well, <laughs> so not only operating <laughs> Sorry, costs and energy costs, that, but... no, that's great stuff. It, it's that's one reason why I was so passionate about the solar is because yeah. I'm like we have to have a better way. Like this, <laughs> they're going up each year, and, yeah. and there's it's full. The sun's right there; it's free. Um, aging facilities as the building gets older, the equipment gets older. Uh, by proper preventative maintenance, we can extend that life out uh, 5, 10, 15 years longer than expected. Uh, indoor air quality, you mentioned. Uh, have you had any kind of crazy smells or humidity problems or besides so, the, the hot and cold issues? We have. Um, I don't, I want to say that it was tested. So two years ago, we had a flood. Um, From? Our own sprinkler systems emptied themselves because they did not have the proper thermostat 
on our sprinkler system. Mm. So, you know, with South Carolina weather, we get up to 100 and something during the summertime anyway. So they're supposed to have one that goes up to like a two something. So when the building was built, they only put like a 140, I think, on it or something like that. Okay. So it got so hot in our attic that it thought the building was on fire. So it never Oh so my goodness. Within a matter of 60 seconds, which is great because we now know if we ever catch on fire, it's going to empty. Um, oh my gosh. We heard something. I was actually in the billing office at the time. We heard something right outside the billing door. And my, well, she's not executive director. She was the billing director at the time. She stepped right outside the door and she saw like some water dripping. And so she just leaned back in. She's like, hey, grab me a trash can. I'm just going to put some, you know, something under this and I'm going to call and see if, you know, the air is leaking or something. Because <laughs> that's what we thought. Because that's what you do. And literally, she went to go back out the door and all of a sudden it just rushed and it fell and came within this much of hitting her. Because where she was standing, you could tell because the stuff fell right beside her. She leaned back in. She said, excuse me. She said, everybody get your stuff and get out. And I was like, what's going on? She was like, come help, please. And I went and literally the ceiling had fallen. It rushed over the balcony, flooded our lobby. I mean, we were standing in this much water. Get out of here. We opened the front doors and it went rushing out into the parking lot. Oh, no. So we got everybody out. Fire department came, cut all of our stuff off, cut all, you know, we got everybody to turn the power off, got them to turn everything else off. And still had patients pulling up. Can y'all, can y'all give shots? No. Do you want to stand in water and get shot? <laughs> and. Holy like cow. you could tell on the walls how high it got because mm. like you could see on the cubicles where it soaked it up so I, I would imagine because for us to reopen we had to have our air tested for mold and things like that but a lot of us have always suspected that there's probably some still in here gotcha but no like major smells or anything right now you just know that it's mm -hmm. probably behind the boards behind the walls I got you we find the carpet down there that was a big insurance claim, I bet. <laughs> wow. It was nice. This, uh, that's, that's crazy. I've never heard of such a story. But I, I wonder if they've got like spray foam in the attic and it just got so hot up there. That, I, I don't know. Why was the sensor in the attic? You yeah. Know, it you was think it'd be right. Right. In the normal room. But, I mean, like we told the sprinkler system, the, you know, sprinkler company, well, at least we know it works. So. Well, I, this might be something to talk with Pam about. I, I just want to kind of give you a 30,000 foot view. And that the, normally when you have a building, 75 to 85% of the cost is, is this owning and operating costs. Uh, just a little bit of it's actually building it and uh, tearing it down. Uh, the bulk of that being the energy spend, which we just talked a great length about, uh, and then capital and capital avoidance. So the, the capital is like the assets of the actual equipment. A lot of times people say, you know, my most expensive part of the building is the HVAC on my roof, you know. Uh, but the avoidance part, which most people don't think about, but that's the part that can we avoid having to replace this unit because we took care of it and, right. and it lasted longer. Um, so that's the capital avoidance part. Um, lost productivity. What does it mean when 
clients can't get their shots because it's just too hot or they don't come back because it's always hot or mm-hmm. cold or, or, or whatever. Or lost productivity because workers want blankets because they're just freezing. Right. Or you're frustrated and you're not concentrating. They kept tripping the breaker in there because I had four of them running heaters in there at one time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Great story. <laughs> Literally, we would have to go down to the power room and put the breaker back on because they would trip the breaker. They had so many heaters running at one point. So now Morgan told them, she's like, no more heaters. You can bring a blanket if you're that cold, but no more heaters. Because they were literally tripping the breaker every other day. I, I was at a, a lawyer's office in, in Orangeburg, very similar uh, building, but one guy was 80 degrees on the second floor. The guy in the basement was like 65 degrees. The paralegal in the middle had a blanket and a heater on her feet, and the thermostat was right beside her office. You know, so like all that heat was going up there, which was cranking it up up there, and couldn't, you know, it just. That's what we call improper balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things aren't working right. And, yeah. and come to find out that all of that was was mainly because it wasn't being just simply cleaned once a quarter. You know, uh, the, the, the coils were clogged and the air couldn't get through. And so that was causing Charlie's to, office to not get the air. Uh, but that administration, so that's you. You know, how many times does Amanda have to pick up the phone a week to call about a problem? You know, what's that worth? Is that $100 a day, $100 a week? You know, whatever the administrative cost is. And then you have to deal with all those bills. So it's $100 per bill, we like to say, just to touch it, to get it paid. Um, mm-hmm. Administration cost of having systems go down, parts. A lot of times companies will have like a facilities guy that is, is like a local person. Do you have a local person that helps we out? We do have a maintenance man. Maintenance man, um, okay. His name is Wayne Evans. Per location or just? He services all he, locations. He, he's the main one, okay. Yeah, gotcha. he goes everywhere. Um, bless his heart. He's got his little van and he scoots on down the road, but he is awesome. I would not trade him for anything. That's great. Because as soon as we call him, yes ma'am, I'm there. That's awesome. You know, as soon as he picks the phone, hey, Miss Amanda, what you need? I've got a light bulb out. I've got this. I said, I'm willing to go change it. I just wanted to, you know, he's like, no, no, no. Don't you get on that ladder. That's awesome. Oh, that's great. One day and I was up a ladder changing a light bulb. Sure. So mad at me. He said, I don't ever want to see you on the ladder again. I was like. Well, a lot of times when we talk to the maintenance folks, they feel like we might be taking their job away or or, or we're getting in their territory. All we're wanting to do is augment what he's doing. No, he. He didn't touch the systems, does he? Okay. No, I would have have to call him every time. Right, okay. Um, He's not changing filters. No. Okay. And I told him, I said, I'm a single uh, only child of an only child. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. I'm well aware that I could do my own thing. You could do a lot of things. And he was like, no, ma'am, you don't do that around here. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. He's ex-military, too, so he's like... You don't do that. No, yeah, that's. I said, yes, sir. I got it. My wife's an only child, and she's she's very self-sustaining, <laughs> self-sufficient. It, it, I get it. It works on people's yeah. nerves sometimes because I'm like, you know, ask my husband. I'm like, can we get this done? He's like, yeah. Like, can we get it done? Now? Can we get it done now? And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, currently while I'm sitting here, and I was like, yeah, like I wouldn't ask you if I don't want to do it right now. He waits like ten minutes. And I'm like, okay. I'm gonna just do it. You know, right. can we hang this up in the bathroom? Yeah, honey, I'll get it in just a second. I go lay the hammer and everything right there on the table for him. <laughs> I sit there for a minute, and I'm like, screw it. Yep, let's just and do I'm it. in there, and he goes
I'm coming. I told you I was coming. Don't want to know where I am. Well, it, yeah, that's, I get it. <laughs> Sometimes when people have in-house staff, they have a big parts and materials room that they have to keep on hand because things aren't being taken care of well. And so you have that inventory that adds up. And um, honestly, I don't know how often they are actually changing the filters. Mm-hmm. Well, major repairs is obviously a big piece. Contractor services, that's like the Powers and Gregory folks. Uh, and this is about the last slide here, but normally folks are on this very reactive standpoint when things break, they have to pay a big bill, things go down. And as those compressors go out and as problems happen, it just makes the equipment wear out faster and faster and faster and it causes more problems. We put folks on a preventative maintenance proactive program where things actually run efficiently. It's not this run to failure mode. Yeah. Um, and then, so the blue part from a, from a financial standpoint, the, the, that's your savings. Is that gap in there that just gets larger as things are, you know, how nice would it be if, they, if you didn't ever have to make a service call? Right. Because things were running efficiently. Uh, how nice would it be if you could actually budget um, what you know you're going to spend per year on HVAC, and, and no matter what happens or what breaks or what service calls you have to make, That's what it's covered. Doing. Yeah. If, if, if a compressor goes out, we pay for it. Uh, if a motor goes out, we pay for it. That's this proactive standpoint. Okay. When we get on that kind of strategy, we're it's like we're on the same side of the table. Uh, a lot of times what happens is the folks that are doing it this method they get rewarded when they don't do proper maintenance because then they get the service call yeah and then they get the repair call and, and, and the big replacement because something broke it's a it's a backwards thinking let's give them a minimal maintenance agreement to get them signed up you know bare bones to come and change the filters pretty much and then we'll make our money on the back end when things break because we didn't take care of it. Yeah, because I feel like every time they come, it's, oh, well, you need a part, you need this part, you need that part. Every time, right. Because that's and where they make their money. Right. And it's always, all right, I'll go back and get it ordered. And then it's a week right. later, and I'm like. We're still out. I mean, they can't sit here in, in the heat. I mean, they really can't. So our, our franchise model is uptime and reliability and equipment longevity. We make money when you don't call us because we're doing it proper right. once a quarter. Our strategy is to not get the service calls and not have to go out and roll a truck at 2 in the morning because something went out. Uh, our model is totally different. And, and that's, that's, kind of what I did. that's why I wanted to just sit down with you for just a minute and explain how we're different and how we're not the, the, the normal company that's just trying to sell you equipment right. or sell you a repair service call. That's not why I'm here. Sit it out there and then say, oh, see you in six months. <laughs> right. That's how I feel. And this is our process. I mentioned that we have processes and procedures as a franchise. So this is what we, I like to call a concept meeting, uh, just talking about how we're different, what our approach is. The next step is an assessment. So that's simply where I bring a technician out. I'm not the technical guy. I bring a technician out and we take a few panels off, look at the controls, look at the sensors, try to move a few panels and see what's going on with those handlers, uh, take some photos. We also like to look at the financial piece of it. So that's where I ask for the power bills. Okay. Um, it's really beneficial for me to tell the story, to be able to you know, talk to Pam or whoever I need to talk to about it, to be able to say, you had 
$15,000 in repairs over the last three years. Right. What if that went away? You know, what if, what if all those things were bundled into this program where you knew what you could budget? Yeah. Um, that's what we mean by the financial benchmarking. I try to build that, 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 pu- that pie for you guys to have a clear, uh, you know, story about what are you actually spending to, to own and operate this building. Okay. Verification I mean that's normally like a week after we do the assessment. That's just where I come back and show you the photos of what we found to talk about uh, a solution that we have in mind, like make a recommendation basically. And then if it sounds like something you want to move forward, I can, uh, eat. that's where we put the pen to paper. So I'll send over uh, the, the recommendation, the agreement that we're talking about. And then the implementation is actually where we'll bring out our, our dispatcher so that you can meet that person that when you call, you know who you're talking to. Yeah. She knows who you're talking to. She's seen the building. Uh, and also, it's like a kickoff where we introduce our service manager to whoever's going to be involved in the, the call. But okay. That's, it, it's really a smooth process and it, it all flows very painlessly. <laughs> it's just a matter of I don't know if it'll work. And a lot of times we get out here and we see in, in the assessment phase, sometimes we see they're really being taken care of and we might not be able to help them. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, so it's, it's still about, you know, having a conversation and learning about what you guys have going on. Okay. Any, any thoughts? I've thrown a lot out at you. No, I mean, I think it's great. Um... What do you see as the next steps? Sounds like you got a lot going on with yeah, drip I mean, pans I, and. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have you guys come out and, and see if it's actually working efficiently, just because we have had so many issues this summer. Um, I mean, I, and I don't know if it's because, you know, in the, the previous summers, I've just kind of stayed in Pam's shadow and helped her out with it. So oh, she saw sure. more of it. Maybe that's why I'm noticing it. It sounds like she summer. listens to you. Um, she's been here a while. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, at the same time, yeah, because she's been my boss the entire time. She's the one that kept promoting me. You report directly to Clayton? Yeah, well, yes. I do, I report to Clayton now, but um, oh, okay, cool. she's, uh, she's been my boss the entire time, so, um, but I, I was just having this conversation with her the other day, actually, I'm like, I, I don't understand, like, this air is just not, you know, and she didn't say, well, that's how it's been the previous summers, I mean, I remember it being hot previous summers. Um, but I just don't remember having this many issues. And I know this summer's been crazily well, hot. It's hot. The other these are these are issues that are directly stemmed from right. maintaining the property. And I mean, like I said, I don't know. When, you shouldn't be having them. When and if they even come from the filters, I don't know if you do any of that. And the fact that every time they come, they know, oh, I guess I need to change that drip pan out or I need to, you know, drain that system or whatever. I'm like then if you know that it's going to fill up every three months right and cause a leak in my ceilings why would you not come out here on month two and drain it so i'm not having a leak having to call you having to replace ceiling tiles so then it's a part you know a process of get you out here when you can you put this ladder up usually during the middle of clinic when i've got patients trying to walk through Mm. 
you sit there and drain it. So he just sits there and lets it drain, and I just see him doing this number here, and I'm like, I said, what you, what you got going on out there? And he said, just draining the pan. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Just draining the pan. Yeah, let me know when you're done. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then he gets done. He's like, all right, we're all done. Well, so, so working backwards, um, and I think you're right. I think the next step is to get out here and just take a look and see what we see. But when, and I, I, I'd like to have Pam and, uh, what was his name? Clayton. Yeah, thank you, Clayton. At the verification meeting, if that's okay, just to oh, show, yeah, show what we found. Uh, and, and, and so that they can get their questions out and yeah because in the middle and you know before you guys came back out i want to get all the powers and gregory bills from her and right our power bills for the last 13 months and, okay. and it's not going to cost you anything to do the assessment except a little bit of your time to show me where to go and yeah no, that's all. Um, so working backwards it, if we we like to start everything on the first of the month as far as our our billing cycles go uh we're already too late to do August 1st because that's next week. But if we were to have a kickoff for September 1st, just theoretically, I back it up a week and back it up a week. Um, so I'm looking at August 11th, if that's okay. It's a Thursday. Do you know if you might be around? I don't know if you have your calendar. Like th Thursday morning, I was thinking around 9 to, uh, to do the assessment part. So, you mind if I put it down for nine in the morning? Yep, that's fine. Before it gets too hot. And then, let's look at that next week. Um, and I understand you might have to, you probably need to look and see what Pam's calendar and uh, Clayton calendar look like. But what about August the... 18th Thursday it, it basically a week later that'll give me time to get all the photos together you think Pam's a morning person or a afternoon person she mid-morning yeah she's I mean I think it'd be easier for her to get here in the morning so if we said nine I think that worked for her and then Clayton has to come from Columbia, so I, I think between nine and ten would work for those two. Okay. Um, let me just check our PTA to make sure he's not on. I probably we'll put it down for nine. Okay.
Where'd you guys go for vacation? Or did you stay around town? Um, we actually went to the Keys and to Disney. Wow. Yeah, we, um, we went to Disney this year too. It was, um, I took my children when they were much younger. Um, and so we took just a girl's trip and went to the Keys from Wednesday until Saturday morning. Actually from Tuesday to Saturday morning. And then um, got up Saturday morning and drove to Disney and stayed there until Monday. Nice. So, it was very nice. What key did you go to? Um, key West. Oh, wow. Great. All the way down there. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I think I got what I need here, and I will um, give you a copy of this just so you you need to put it on your calendar, but just got some key dates here. I've got the the survey at the the eleventh at nine, and then coming back a week later on the eighteenth at nine, and then it, if it looks like something that you that you guys want to move forward with, anytime after that, I just put the same date okay. just because I can email it over when I leave, and then uh, looking at maybe a, a September first start date. Okay, sounds reasonable. You know, trying to under-promise, over-deliver here, <laughs> yeah. as far as the timeline goes. Uh, I'm just texting you now as I hand for you and calendar and like. And if you, um, I'll give you my card here. I don't know if you have email but I can I can pick up those bills on the uh, when I'm here at the survey or if you want to send them because you get them earlier that okay. that's fine too um, yeah I can actually get her to scan them to me and I can just email them over to you perfect and I um, why don't I email you when I get back to the office what I'm looking for as far as the bills uh, okay. and that'll give you something to talk to her about Okay. If that works for you. Sounds good. Make it easy. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate it. We'll see if we can get it figured out. Yeah, I can have these ladies stop hollering at me. And just be comfortable, you know. All right, we've got <laughs> other things. Just don't holler at me right here. <laughs> Is this way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. backwards. That's what that red light was. Yeah. Take the elevator. Um, and yep, nice to meet you. And you, nice just, um, you just email me what you're looking for, and um, I'll get with her and go ahead and get those over to you. I'll do it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.